leadership. The Llama Lounge. Welcome back to the Llama Lounge, a dialogue on all things life, learning, and leadership. This is your host, W. Scott Green, and I have with me in the lounge my llama brother, a fellow co-host, Mr. Z, Frank Zamorano. What's good, brother? What's up, man? How what is going on? How are things, things going? Are good. Things good. are good, man. This is, uh, this is my finale for Korea. Yeah. Right? This is my last show that I'm going to do in Korea. Uh, I got, I'm in a house full of boxes right now. <laughs> so my kids are using them for, uh, you know, building their forts and stuff. So they're having a blast with that piece. So we're enjoying a little bit of PCS season. Nice. Nice. Yeah. I, I, uh, I, I kind of, I kind of miss it and I kind of don't miss it at the same time. You know, it's always fun when you're, you're moving on to a new, uh, team, new unit, new, you know, opportunity. Um, but, uh, at the same time too, it's, it's, there's a the hassle that, of all the packing and moving and all that stuff. You know, it feels like it's, it's a lot of stress, right. And I, and I know, you know, this stress, uh, it's a lot of stress to move. Um, and it feels like you don't rest until you get on the airplane. Right. And when you get on the airplane, you're like, ah, oh, pretty sure we did everything. If not, <laughs> yeah. it's too late, right? It's too it's late. Not, it's too late. So someone, uh, someone didn't sign something before you left, and now uh, they're chasing you down oh, for the next six months for it's all good. A it's performance report or a, or a medal or something like that. Yeah, yeah. I uh, yeah. I I I think one of my best experiences, and my wife probably still hates me for this, is when we left Masawa, Japan, and I went to NCO Academy right before we PCSed out of there. So Ooh. she was in Misawa during the winter prepping for our PCS while I was in Okinawa, you know, enjoying Okinawa for a couple of months doing NCO Academy. So, yeah, not all heroes wear capes, you know, <laughs> that's I mean, that's rough, man. You know, the, the spouses that, that have to do the PCS is by themselves because yeah. the sponsors is out or whatever. It's just, uh, I commend those dependents for sure. Yeah. Well, and she was actually active duty at the time too. So it was even more, oh, okay. she had to do yeah. her own out processing and then, uh, uh, sort of help do some of mine by proxy. So, uh, yeah, yeah it was interesting. Yeah. It was interesting. I mean, but I had a good time in Okinawa. So yeah. During the winter. We're headed, so we're headed to, uh, San Antonio, Texas, man. Bring, bringing it back to Tejas. I know. Yeah. Bringing it back to Tejas. Get, yeah. Good old river walk. That's right. But Hey, we yeah. still have a, um, we'll still have the Korea connection going because Joe's getting ready to bump out of California, head back to Korea. So yep. we just yep. eventually need to get a, a coin business going or something like that. Uh, unfortunately, I will not be able to, to hang out with him. I thought I was going to be able to see him for a few months before I get out of here, but uh, it's not going to happen. Yeah. So other than the PCS, how's, how's summer going with the Zamorano family? Zamoranos are doing good. You know, my kids are, you know, if I allow them to, they'll just stay on their tablets or their phones and just veg <laughs> out for eight hours. Yeah. So, yeah. uh, you know, I, we, I have them set some goals and, and then, uh, do chores. Obviously chores is like a mandatory thing. Got to do yeah. chores. And then I kick them out of the house, man. So, uh, but I'm working. So, you know, and both of us work Yeah. me and Steph work. So, so, uh, um, <clears throat> the kids kind of, 
are, are on their own, you know, um, which is kind of cool because then they kind of learn, you know, a little bit of responsibility on their own. Um, and so we just try, when I try and get home, I try and like do something with them, take them out for a walk, go play, go play basketball. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's, that's, um, I don't know, but things are, things are a little bit on hold. You know, normally we'd be in some sort of, some sort of summer program, um, some sort of camping trip or something like that. But like I said, you know, we're, we're kind of in PCS mode, so we're really not getting into anything. Um, cause we literally get on an airplane in a few weeks. Yeah. 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 Our, our circumstances is kind of, I mean, I, I love the fact that my kids are out of school and they're enjoying summer, but it's, it's always been, I've always had this weird kind of melancholy feeling during the summer because, you know, we don't get to take summers off as in you and I, like we, we don't get to take summers off. So the kids, when they're, they're going to camps, they're doing basketball camps. They're going to, uh, our kids are going to a, a, a youth conference, church youth conference up in Dallas here in a couple of weeks. And the cool thing is my wife gets to go with them, but you know, I'm, I'm here holding down the fort while they're all going out and doing all kinds of fun stuff. And, you know, as a father, you want to be involved with as much of that stuff as possible, you know, whether it's sports and stuff like that. And so I always, during the summer, um, I always kind of get this like weird feeling like, man, I feel like I'm missing out as a father because the whole family's taking off and enjoying themselves. And, and we, we are planning some trips here and there, but, uh, I feel like, man, I, I should have just got me a teaching job where I could take summers off and, and, and kick it with the family the entire time. Yeah. Yeah. I think you got to be deliberate about that. Um, taking that time. Um, yeah. I, you know, I, I don't know if I could do the teacher thing. I think that that would be, that'd be a big ass. That's a lot of energy. That's a lot of energy yeah, to, to yeah. invest in those kids. Yeah. But yeah, you know, what, so you guys plan some vacations then? Yeah. So just a little short, short visits here and there. We are, uh, we're going to actually go up to Zagin, uh to uh, go to some river and go glamping. That'll be a new experience. Okay. I guess it's called glamorous camping where you have a tent, but it's got, uh, you know, air conditioning and cable and all that stuff. And then uh, inside, we're the up tent? inside the tent. Yeah. So it's not a real, uh-huh. it's a kind of a structured uh-huh. tent. Uh, and it's along the along the river, and then uh, we're we're also going to go up to my brother in law's house up in Dallas and in Plano area and hang out for for a couple of days there. So you got to get one of them RVs, man. I know, I know. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, I, that'd be that'd be great, and that would give me purpose in actually planning more trips and vacations. Um, you know what's interesting? So you know, in Korea, we spend money, right? We don't, but we don't spend a ton of money on stuff that you would spend on in like living in the United States. Right. Yeah. But so, you know, there's, there's this thing where, Oh man, man you need to get an RV. You got to get a boat, you know, like you want to do all these recreational things, man, those things are, that stuff is expensive. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. But the RV is nice, man. You know, yeah. RV is pretty nice. You get that, do, do some camping. That's uh that's some good quality time there. Yeah. Yeah. Cram everybody. And you have three, right? Two boys and a girl. Yeah, I got I three kiddos, man. How, so, how, how old are they now? They're, uh, let's see, 13, 11, and seven. 13, 11, and seven. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, yeah. So is the oldest, is he getting ready to hit high school? He's got one more year. No, he's he's going to eighth grade. So okay. he's, uh, okay. you know what, though? Noah, that's my oldest, right? He's, yeah. uh, he's actually getting into a point where he's like, hey, dad, you know, 
I want to start working out. I want to start showing me, you know, how to do that. So um, he's, he's starting to transform a little bit. You get to see him grow into his clothes a little bit better. He's filling it out a little bit better, you know, so uh, it's kind of awesome to see the, the transformation. His, his voice is starting to crack a little bit, you know, so it's, uh, he's probably... Yeah, he's never gonna listen to this podcast, but so he won't be too embarrassed. Yeah, my oldest Gav, or excuse me, Ethan, he's fourteen. He's getting ready to hit high school, and it's scary because he's the same height as me now, mm. and and I'm just like, dude, and you know, I, I he's gonna get bigger. I know he's gonna get, but which I, I'm good, I'm happy for, right? You want your kids to be these big, strong, giant young men, right? But, yeah, uh, sure. He's he's and 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 I start thinking about to, um when I was his age, so I was a late bloomer when it came to parenting, right? I was like 36 when Ethan was born, right? So my dad was 20 when I was born. Mm -hmm. So there's, there's that, I need to get my energy game back up to, to match theirs, right? Since I'm much, much older than they are. So when he's 14 wanting to go work out, I think one of the challenges that I'm having is sometimes I put so much mental energy into work that when I get home from work, I'm just like I'm white, you know, mentally, yeah. mentally. Yeah. And so um, I, I need to work on some things and I know physical fitness is in, important. And it's also important that your kids see you being physically fit. So they know what it's like and in, in, in some of those things that help with the, the balance of life. So, um, you know, that's a good, good point is like, sometimes I want to do things with my kids, but like, the things that they want to do aren't the things that I want to do. <laughs> you know, like, Hey, let's, let's go do this. Oh my, like, Hey, let's go golf. They're like, nah, golf's nah. Boring. you know, so do you meet your kids where they're at? You know, like, do you play video games with them? Do you No, <laughs> no. And, it, and it's funny. I feel bad because I'm not, I'm, I'm like not even remotely interested in video games. And right. that's, and if, and if they're not playing sports, they're playing video games. That's their thing right now. So yeah. we, we, we actually took the summer off from sports. Gavin did do a, uh, my, my 11 year old, he did do a basketball camp earlier uh, this year, but uh, that was about it. Um, but we, we kind of took a, since we're doing these little mini trips here and there and they got some other stuff planned, we actually took sports off this summer. Um, but um, I'm looking forward to fall because Ethan will be in high school Um depending on how that goes, he may or may not play football the first year, but Gavin's getting into tackle ball uh, at the junior high level. So he's, he's excited, but I know I'm excited about that as well. Cause it's, it's, uh, so, it's always fun. So Gavin's Gavin's your 11 year old, right? He's 11. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So, and he's doing, he's doing pads, full pads, full contact. Yeah. Yeah. With the, school. so how do you, how do you feel about, you know, the, the health concerns and the brain trauma and all that good <laughs> Um, I, you know, I'm not too worried about it because at that age, I don't think, I mean, there are some big kids. I mean, don't get me wrong. I live in Texas. Um, but at that, again, these are some kids that are like just big. Uh, the water's places. different in Texas. Y man. Yeah. Uh, and Gavin's a, a little dude, but, um, I think for the most part, the real serious long-term injuries come when you're playing in th those bigger, faster kids, you know what I mean? Cause that's when the pain is a little bit. The, the the injuries are a little bit more severe and the, the collisions are a little bit more head on and, and painful, but I played when I was their ages too. And, you know, I'm fine, I think. Uh, so, um, I don't know. Yeah. <clears throat> and then we have a, a, a niece and nephew who's been with us for, for three years now due to some other family circumstances. So yeah. um, I got a full house, man. I got, I got a four-year-old, a six-year-old, 11-year-old and a 13-year-old and, 
we we thought we were done for a little bit and <laughs> dude you got a full house dude I, yeah i uh and you can really do it yeah, yeah i can't i can't it's freaking wwf in my house yeah 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 ours um, is wwf at heb i mean it, we can't go anywhere without some pushing and shoving and some, and it's and it's just you know boys will be boys type stuff you know uh yeah they, they just have to get physical it's like magnets they have to come at each other you know what i'm excited about and i already told i already told my boys i was like hey man as soon as we get to texas mandatory jujitsu classes yeah mandatory. yeah you, i'm forcing you to go because right now you know we talk about kids and dedication to something they're not dedicated to anything right you know, like they don't have the discipline to say hey man this is hard right let's just use golf for example golf is an extremely hard sport to be mm-hmm. good at well if, if if they're not good in the in the next 10 minutes of playing that sport they don't want to play right like, now nah, it's just boring no nah, i'm not good at it i don't want to do it and jujitsu you're not going to be good at it for a couple of years Right. Mm-hmm. And so I, that's probably, and I don't, I have never not made them want to like stick to something. Right. I mean, yeah, I've made them stick to a season of something. Yeah, exactly. Like, hey, you want to sign up for flag football or you want to do baseball, you're going to stick for that whole season. But, but I have not made it mandatory for them to do anything. But jujitsu is one of the things I think I'm just going to make mandatory. Mm-hmm. I'm like, dude, you're going to do it um, because I feel like, there's so much lessons that you can learn on the mat. Yeah. Um, and one of the biggest ju- jujitsu lessons that I've learned is to, is to learn to be comfortable when you're uncomfortable. Absolutely. Right. When you have some big giant dude just sitting on you and applying pressure, the worst thing you can do is freak out. Yeah. Right. It's like drowning. It's like being in a rip current and, and panicking. That's the worst thing you can do. Yeah. yeah. And then, and then you can apply that lesson to so many things, mm-hmm. business, leadership, life, learning, leadership, man, all of that stuff is, yeah. is, is stuff that you can, you can pull from jujitsu. And uh, so that's kind of, kind of what I'm excited about getting these kids. I have to look for some, some academies out there in San Antonio area. So if anyone knows of any academies, drop it in a, drop us a note, man. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I know I, I'm trying to get my kids into it here. They just, they don't have interest in it. And, and I think it's because they like the season of sports, like, okay, this season's not going good. It's, it's over with in a couple of weeks, you know, and I'll make them stay through it. Um, because I think regardless, if your kid's a star athlete or a star martial artist, it's important for them to uh, have those lessons of humility and have those lessons of, of taking your lumps once in a while, because um, one of, one of my goals as a father that, which I will, I know hundred percent, I'll be absolutely hundred percent successful in is I'm going to have kids that are able to live in whatever world that's out there when they graduate from high school or whatever. Um, Cause I, I see it a lot. I see kids that are 18, 20, sometimes 30 years old that they struggle. They struggle to adapt. They struggle to, um, live a life of confidence. They struggle to actually come to work and get a job. And, and, um, my kids, my kids learn now the importance of dedication to, you know, if you say you're going to do something, you do it. If you're going to, whatever you put, you, you do, you put your best effort into it. And definitely, um, you know, they, they need to learn how to, to lose once in a while. Yeah. Some to face some freaking adversity. Yeah. You know what I mean? And to know that, when uh, you leave your your this household, 
dude, you're going to get smacked in the face a few times. Yeah. But, but you work through that and, uh, you pick yourself up and, and you keep going, you know, like the other part of that, right. You talk about dedication. The other part of it is hard work. Like yeah. I remember, I remember growing up and one of the things that my, my pops taught me was, man, you're going to mow this freaking lawn and you're going to weed eat. You're going to pick up all the leaves, right? We had the old school lawnmower. It didn't have the bag attached to it. So I had to, <laughs> so I had to rake up all the grass afterwards. And it was hours, you know, yeah. hours, almost every other weekend. And, uh, that it was hard work, you know, and, and it sucked. I hate, I hated doing it. But to, today, you, you go and see my yard. It's well manicured. Well, you don't manicured. have a yard, do you? No, I don't. But <laughs> I will in San Antonio. I will yeah. in San Antonio. Yeah, yeah. That that's our thing here. The kids, the kids do the mowing and the weeding and stuff here. Um, and so uh, it's it's good. It's good for them. It's good for them to yeah. break a sweat. It's good for them to 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 learn what work is like. And yeah. uh, I think that's my biggest fear as a father is them, you know, whatever they do, you know, when they, when they get out of high school or college or whatever, that they, my biggest fear is that they don't know how to handle work. And so, mm-hmm. um, and, and I don't, I don't throw challenges at them. Like, you know, I, I'm not like throwing adversity at them, but I want them to be able to handle it when it comes their way. Yeah, I like to put my kids in a chokehold. Like, <laughs> yeah. Let's see if you can get out. Of it. Can you get out? Can you get out? Get now, out of that. Now they, now mine have learned how to. You know, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll throw a rear naked on them once in a while. They, yeah. they've developed some, some defensive skills. There um, you go. But they're figuring it out. They're figuring it out, and it's good. They're good kids, and you know, we have, uh, we have the, the youngest Mia. She's, she's four. She's gonna be five in October, and uh, I planned my whole life to not have a girl, mm-hmm. because my goal was. You know, um, if I have my mindset was if I have a boys, all I got to worry about are, you know, these knucklehead boys. But if I have a girl, eventually I'm going to have to worry about a whole bunch of knucklehead boys. And so uh, but do some family circumstances. We got a girl and uh, she's probably going to be with us for another 14 years. So I'm not looking forward to when she turns 13, 14, 15 and. I can beat off some. You know what, boys. though, man, if a girl is just such a blessing. You know, my youngest is is uh, a girl, little Hannah, and she she evens everything out. You know, yeah. she evens everything out. She, you know, I got these two two knuckleheads over here. They're always fighting with each other, and then little Hannah, man, she just evens everything out. And, uh, and I'll tell you, Mia's the smartest one of the three, <laughs> and, and, and yeah. she's probably the neatest one of the three. And she's probably the most, uh, she doesn't ask or require a lot. She can keep herself entertained where the other ones are talking about their board. She's, she's figuring out how to get things done and do some things. Yeah. Yeah. So a lot, a lot of good stuff, man. You know, summer, summer's moving right along here and and you're you're getting ready to, to make another move. Speaking of moving, uh, stay and staying so long to, to Korea. Right. Yeah. So, I think it's a good point to talk about like uh, what's going on with with my situation. So you know, I was originally supposed to stay in uh, Korea for an additional ten months. Yeah. Um, but things have kind of accelerated a little bit. Things have, things have changed. Where um, my mom got sick. Mm-hmm. So Air Force has this this pretty awesome program. It's called the Humanitarian Program, and it, it allows members to apply for. Uh, a reassignment 
based on some sort of extenuating circumstance, maybe, uh, you know, it could be some sort of hardship uh, and, and they're approved on a case by case basis. So um, my humanitarian assignment was approved. Um, we, uh, we're, we're going to San Antonio here in July mm-hmm. and uh, we're, we're blessed to be able to do that, right? We're blessed to be able to re- get reassigned to San Antonio. Um, but I'm, I'm a little torn about it. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm torn because, you know, you know, if I'm in the Air Force going on, going on 22 years. And uh, this is the first time where uh, I've been able to, to get something. I've, I've asked the Air Force to do something for me so that I can take a knee, essentially. <clears throat> Yeah, you know, take a knee and, and go and take care of my family, and the Air Force has a has approved that. You know, Air mm-hmm. Force said, "Go do that. Um, we support you during this time, right?" Um, but I'm still torn about it. Yeah. I'm still torn that I have to leave my organization, right? Um, I have to leave early, and and they, all of my mentors, all of my friends, all of my teammates, you know, they've all said. Hey Frank, don't worry about it, man. This 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 thing here, this organization, this machine, it'll it'll keep running, right? Yeah. Um, you you have to go and take care of your family, and um, no one's gonna think twice or or second guess uh, your dedication or your commitment to the Air Force. Um, is that is that and they say that. that I just don't, I, you know, they say that, but I just, sometimes I don't know if that's just kind of like what people say, yeah, you know, or if they really mean like they really mean that. But so I'm just torn about it. You know, I've, I've been thinking about that for a long time. Is that, is that something that, um, that you're really worried about? Like, like that people do question that? Or do you feel like sometimes in your, in, in to yourself that you're questioning yourself, your own dedication? to the unit and to the, to the team. Yeah. I don't, I don't question myself because I know, I know in my heart what I, you know, what I, where my commitment lies. Yeah. Right? Um, but, but I, I do, I do feel like it, it's kind of like, you know, where they say, Hey, it's all right to ask for help. Right. right. It's all right to, to go to mental health and say, Hey, I need help. Right. But it doesn't come without, it doesn't come without, you're like, are you sure? Because, I don't want people to think, you know, like I'm, I'm mentally not okay. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, so it still just comes with a little bit of hesitation. Right. Yeah. Um, and so that's something I'm dealing with. I think at the end of the day, um, all of my mentors, all of my teammates, all of, you know, all of my bosses, they, they, they're in my corner and, and I really, really appreciate that. Um, so I'm looking forward to San Antonio. I'm looking forward to, to, to being able to help my mom and get her get her back onto the road to recovery. Yeah, and uh, yeah, that's that's kind of kind of what I'm dealing with right now. Yeah, and it's it's important to you know as as a senior leader, you're you know getting ready to sell on chief here in a little bit. It's important that I think younger troops understand that uh, it's okay to take advantage of programs like that that are out there exactly um, I, I don't i don't know if in my in my during my career if i have heard of anybody um i guess being bad talked 
for doing humanitarian. I might have, you know, someone's like, oh, here we go. They're just taking off to, you know, you know, they have, is their dad really sick or how severe is it? You know, do they, or do they want a humanitarian just because, you know, they don't like this assignment? Um, that, that may happen. I don't know. But I, but I think that the Air Force is going to do its due diligence before they, mm-hmm. you know, authorize anything like that. And, and if they're going to do that due diligence, then the, then the folks, the remaining folks on the team um, are going to support it just as much as the Air Force is going to support it by offering these these programs. Yeah, I, I think you hit the nail on the head, though, too, is, you know, when my airmen see me taking a knee to go be able to, you know, take care of my family. Yeah. Um, I, I'm a, I, I'm a, showing them that when we talk about service before self, mm-hmm. man, that means so much, you know, yeah. you unpackage package that thing. That doesn't always mean that the air force is going to come before your family. Right. Right. You know, that, that means that, that means that who you serve is just such a, a broader sense. And, and it means everything that you serve, right. To include your family, to include the organizations, mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. include the people that you work for. Um, so, um, sometimes I think we get, you know, people think, well, the air force is mission first all the time, dah, 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 you know, like mission, 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 but it's not that, you know, and, uh, I'm so grateful to be a part of the air force and for the air force to go like, Hey, Frank, go take care of your family. Man. Yeah. That's and huge. we're going to be here for you. You know, that's huge. And, and yeah. how much more, and, and as much as it is a blessing to be able to take care of your mom, how much more effective will you be when you're closer to home stateside than you would be overseas with time differences and, and, and it's daytime here, nighttime there, vice versa. And you're having to try to get updates and messages and and then still focus on work with all these unknowns where you could most likely, and I'm probably going to, I'll just throw the guarantee you'll be more successful in, in, in a sense of um, being able to provide for your team stateside when you're able to care for your mom at the same time. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you know, when I first was going through this process, um, you know, I was kind of asking some mentors what they thought about it. And I was getting different perspectives from different folks who, who've experienced, you know, either, you know, deaths in their families or sick, sick family members and so on and so forth. And, and one of the, one of the chiefs told me, he's like, Hey man, you know, chiefs do, Chiefs apply for humanitarians all the time. He's yeah. like, it's just not widely advertised. He's right. like, the, the, one of the things we don't realize is that as we get older in the Air Force, we get older. Yeah. Right? And what does that mean? That your family members get older. So, you know, these humanitarians, um, he's like, they're, they happen more often than, than we Yeah. Than we yeah. Know. Yeah, you know that that's a that's a great point. That's that's a great point. I mean, um, I, I I've noticed. I know prior to me getting out, I knew I knew chiefs that were moving like on a yearly basis. Like mm-hmm. it's like they 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 get in, they fill a spot for a year, and they take out. And I'm not talking um, short tours overseas. I'm talking sometimes stateside. And so some, sometimes your position and that rank that you're going to be wearing would ask so much of you. You know what I mean? They, they, it's, it's almost unfair in some cases. Um, so this is that opportunity that the air force can kind of give back to you because they're going to ask for more, you know what I'm saying? They're, they, they will. And I don't mean that in a bad way. They're, they're going to get the best from you. Um, 
And, but it, it's also a way to show that, hey, that appreciation, like, hey, we, we know you're going to give the 100%. We know you're going to, no matter where the Air Force sends you, um, here's our way of taking, helping you take care of your family while you are still able to give 100% at the same time. Yeah. Um, so uh, one, of the, uh, one of the other perspectives that I was able to get, and this is, this is probably one that I'll hold with me for forever, is I was really on the fence about doing the humanitarian. And I, um, to, to be honest with you, uh, I almost did not apply for the humanitarian. Um, we had some other options to, to ensure that my mom was gonna get the, the treatment and the help that she needed. I got a brother, so he was probably gonna be one of the other options to, to ensure that that was gonna, um, my mom's gonna be taken care of. And uh, a buddy of mine is like, you know, Frank, he's like, regardless of what happens he's like it's all about time yeah it's all about time right <laughs> so let's say let's say you didn't do the additional 10 months um that's that's 10 months that you, you're not going to get with you know that family member you know so when he put it like that it just immediately clicked yeah and and i was like that's it. It's done. Deal. I'm, I'm, I'm going to apply tomorrow. You know what I'm saying? So when we think about the time that we have, you know, we, you know, in the beginning of the show, we talked about our kids mm -hmm. and the, you know, the, you know, and we transition to our careers. You think about how we use our time. Yeah. And uh, if we're not deliberate, we'll just work. Right. And, uh, yeah. And, and work is fulfilling. I love, I, I love my job. Um, but I also understand that the time that we have on this earth is, uh, is isn't infinite mm -hmm. and, uh, we have to be deliberate about it. Yeah. And yeah, that's, a, that's an excellent point because, you know, at some point, and I, I don't like to put that in people's head, like, Hey, at some point you're going to take the uniform off. So, you know, forget about your commitment to the service, you know, but at some point you're going to take the uniform off. So you gotta, mm -hmm. you know, you know, um, and, and the family will always be there. The, the uniform memories, uh, the, the service, the uh, uh, achievements will always be there. But the family is going to have uh, more of an impact on your life than any of that stuff, especially when you get out of the military. And, right. I, and I, I noticed myself going back into that creep where, it's, where I'm, I'm allowing some of the, the things that I should have done better while I was active duty are happening now into my current job. And I'll say this, I love my job. Like I yeah. absolutely love my job. Um, you know, I, there's a certain time I need to be there in the morning and I'm usually there about an hour to hour before that. Cause I love getting in there getting the day started. And then there's a certain time I'm supposed to be leaving, but I see myself slowly, those minutes are creeping, creeping, creeping. And I'm there 20 minutes later, 30 minutes later. And, and it's just because I love my job so much. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, I, I'm, I'm that guy now that, I see myself like checking email on Saturdays just to, yeah. And, and I'm like, that. and and I can't right. And, and, and I shouldn't be doing that because I told myself when I was leaving the service, I said, I'm not doing that anymore. I'm, I, cause I did that for years and years and years. And, um, and so I got to be careful with that because especially now that my kids are older, they're watching what I do and, and I want them to learn work. I want them to learn integrity. I want them to learn work ethic, but at the same time, I want them to learn what a, a father is supposed to be like and what a family yeah. member is supposed to be like. And if I'm constantly checking emails and, and work stuff and, and 
with where I work at, it's not like military where you're getting emails on a weekend. I'm not even really getting emails on a weekend, but I some I find myself just checking it because it's right yeah. there on my phone now. Do you have a work phone? No, no, no. Or, it's just it's just uh, a regular my, my regular cell, but I got I got my email outlook on there and I can easily check my check my email just yeah. to see if you know, hey, did the boss send the update or mm-hmm. uh, did, did this person, this department respond to this? And so I gotta be careful with that. Something that, like you said, I gotta be a little bit more deliberate about it. Yeah, I, I'm I'm pretty addicted to work. So yeah, I'm the same it, way. It, yeah. It takes it takes a little bit of discipline for me not to check emails. I think uh a couple of weeks ago, I checked in the email right before I went to bed, which is if you're listening, don't ever do that. Don't ever check email before you go to bed because this email just pissed me off. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, and then I couldn't sleep for like two or three hours after that. So, yeah. And, and and sometimes and we know better. You and I know better. We we know that we're supposed to have that that harmony between work and life. And we know that what are some of those things that affect sleep and affect our attitudes? Um but I think the challenge is when you're as committed as some of us are to what we do, mm-hmm. that uh, it's it's it can make it tougher to pull away. And and but I, you know, like you said, we we have to be more deliberate about family stuff. Yeah, that's yeah. why um, it's important to unplug. You know, I think one of the things that we're we haven't been able to do much of in Korea, they have it, but it's just uh, it's a little harder to do. It's a little bit different. It's camping. Mm-hmm. you know i you know we use camping to unplug like there's no internet in the woods well yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe there maybe there is now <laughs> maybe there is now <laughs> well i'm going i told you that i told you i'm going glamping so oh okay my wife yeah. set that up so apparently uh, you can go camping with and they have ac and the tents and refrigerators and yeah. so well, that'll be interesting but hey it, it's the family we're going to be hanging out on a, on a river and yeah uh, you know, having a good time there, but it, awesome. it is possible to go camping with, I, I think there's internet. I mean, I think there's cable in the room. Hopefully there's not. Your kids, you're like, this is boring. It's not Wi-Fi. Well, you know, but, but the, the kids, so they're either super, super active or they're like on a, on a tablet or something like that, or a, a Microsoft Surface or something like that. But if you keep them active, they're good. They, you know, yeah. they don't complain about being too physical. And so when you, you put them in, in front of water, they're, they're eight, 10, 12 hours a day. They're going to play in that water. So yeah, that's the plan. I, I think, you know, if you're a parent, you, you might hear this too. It's like when you talk about kids in the summer and they're like, dad, I'm bored. I'm like, how is that my problem? That, <laughs> yeah, It's not my problem. Like yeah. you, you being bored. I, I don't know what to tell you, but yeah, you know, go, go figure out. There's a ball in there. Go throw it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, get get on the skateboard kid mm-hmm. yeah it's it's but it's you know i i think one of the things that i'm about to do so in a, in a couple days what is today's date today's what the 26th so in about a week i turned 49 oh my goodness yeah and so what i want to be careful is that i don't become that 50 year old that's just disconnected with the kids and just exhausted from work and just mm-hmm you know, um, just drained all the time. And so I think for the next year, and I, and I told my wife this the other day, um, this 49th birthday, you know, most people celebrate the 50th, like it's a big deal. I want to celebrate the 49th. Like this is sort of like me getting back into, into gear, whether it's fatherhood, whether it's reaching goals, whether it's, you know, getting it back in shape, 
Um, you know, you don't want to be that old, out of shape, 50 year old that can't keep up with his kids. And like I said, I started late with the kids, right? So yeah. I, I need to, as I get older, I need to be a little bit more energetic and a little bit more um, uh, um, ready to take on whatever they want to do, you know? Yeah. You know, uh, it, you're talking about energy, man, just it's diet. That's 80% yeah. diet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and you got, and, and uh, I don't know if you're taking any uh, nutrient, you know, any, any vitamins, but you got to take your vitamins. Yeah. Yeah. I do, I do a whole, I do a whole regimen of pills yeah. that I take uh, just because uh, that's, that's kind of what your body needs. So, Hey man, so as you turn, you know, 49. Yeah. And you to start thinking about, you know, maybe the next 10 to 20 years mm-hmm. of what's next. Yeah. How, how much longer do you want to work? I don't, I don't, I want to stop uh, right now, but I got four kids with a mortgage. And, uh, anyway. No, I, uh, I, that's, I, a, I, hey, that's a real response right there. That's a real no, response. You know, but here, here's the thing. So I, I love my work. I love my job. So I, I'm like, I'm not one of those guys that I go into work on Monday. Like, Oh, this is horrible. I hate being here. Like I, I really feel that I have a lot of, uh, uh, motivation to come to work. Cause I enjoy what I do. I enjoy solving problems and, and helping departments out, you know, uh, with solve their problems. So if those listening don't know, I'm uh, uh, the organizational development manager for the city I live in. So I'm, I'm helping, I'm working with different departments on their processes and making them more efficient. And sometimes it's solving personnel issues, you know, like doing coaching on with supervisors on how to be better supervisors. So yeah. that, that job. That sounds really, like an awesome job, dude. Dude. And, and the great thing about it is if there's something, that my boss can't figure out who to give it to. Like she just throws it at me. <laughs> it's like, so I'm part of the human resources department. So it's like, well, I don't know this, this, this challenge arise. Who do we give this to? And they're like, ah, just give it to Scott, give it to green. And so we were the catch all for a lot of weird stuff that, you know, dep- departments don't know how to handle. So it's nice. Mm-hmm. It's, it's nice to be counted upon to, to be able to solve some issues like that. But um, I enjoy what I do, but you know, um, there's always that goal of you want to be your own boss and work for yourself. And, and so that always lingers in the back. So where I'm at now, there's a really good retirement plan. And plus I already have my military retirement too. So, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll gauge it in a few years and see what we want to do next. But, uh, yeah. um, if I could be a full-time dad, oh man, that'd be incredible. But right. the challenge is the kids are at school most of the day. So yeah, it's just, I need to make sure that I focus on, when I'm done with work, I'm done with work and right. giving them a hundred percent. Yeah. And, and, uh, you know, I asked that because, you know, retirement for me from the air force, is it, is it too far? But, yeah. Uh, um, but because I am so, you know, committed to work and really I use the word committed, but I'm an addicted and yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, w- I wonder about it. I'm like, what are we going to do? I start woodworking or, you know, what, what is it that I'm going to, find myself doing in the next year maybe maybe you know if i'm lucky enough be able to j- jump on a team and do some organizational development for some folks but uh yeah yeah you know you start to think about that but being your own boss is ultimately the goal yeah i feel yeah, like absolutely. that's that is ultimately the best of both worlds you get to make your own schedule if if something sucks it's, it's guess whose fault it is it's on you yep. yeah it's your fault and the great thing so, about the retirement is healthcare is not an issue, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. 
work if if your own running your own business becomes a challenge you always have that retirement check that you get every month just for waking up and breathing yeah. you get that every month so it's 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 so those kids out there you you young troops that you know if you can do just 20 man do just 20 yeah <laughs> you know i know a lot of people want to do four and six and eight and get out but um and i was that way too i that's that was my goal i'm going to do one 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 uh enlistment and get out and the air force say well do you want to go here okay and then you do a tour there and okay i'm getting out after this enlistment and then all of a sudden, well, how about we send you here? Okay, yeah, I'll go there. Um, but I think one of the, the best things that I ever did was um, just do 20, you know, or, or, or more, uh, just because it makes life so much easier when you are uh, pursuing your goals and your dreams and whatever it is afterwards. Yeah, it's, it's definitely a great stepping stone, though. So my brother did four years, got out. Um, now he's doing well for himself, lives in Los Angeles. Oh, yeah. um, and, and one of the things that came up uh, every time he was applying for a job is even though he's got his degree and he, he got out and worked for FedEx a little bit, mm -hmm. you know, did some other uh, odds and ends, um, they always gravitated toward his, towards his Air Force. They're like, oh, Service, you worked yeah. for the, you did the Air Force four years. That's, that's awesome. And that always got his foot in the door. <laughs> so yeah. uh, I think, you know, for folks that – just want to do four to six years, man. That's just, a, it's, you come out with a lot more than you think. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And and I'm just yeah. giving folks a hard time for wanting to do just four or six. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, I just, I, for me, I'm, I'm glad that's what I did. I'm glad that's yeah. what I did. But uh, yeah, it's, it's, um, you, you get to really, I think most people that first four or six or whatever it is, they don't give it everything they can to make the most out of it yeah you know, because just, you're not mature enough though. right right and I'm that's gonna, not necessarily you're immature it's just yeah. like you're not you're not sure yeah. you know so like how do you how do you commit to 100 of something when you're so uncertain of what's going to yeah. happen yeah you know well they're like i'm just yeah. going to do the four years so i'll write it out i'm like that four years you can get a bunch of degrees in that four years for free right. <laughs> you know um, yeah. get, get the most of it. get certifications and let the air force pay for it so it's been good. Yeah. 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 That's awesome, man. All right. So as we uh, sort of transition here. Yeah. Um, what's next as far as the, what are some of your goals? You know, you talk about birthday stuff, you get, you know, 49 and, and you guys got any major plans for, for that? No. Well, I don't know. No. I, I, I don't have any major plans. I, I, yeah. I just realized it was my birthday coming up just a couple of days ago because my wife brought it up yeah i'm not that guy <laughs> i'm not that guy yeah. you know my thing is i don't have hobbies either because my work is is what i enjoy so even if i wasn't doing it uh you know so as a hobby we do we do llama leadership yeah you know as for me that's a hobby but it's mm -hmm. something i really love doing and it really is similar to what i do for a living um and so i don't i mean i'm not a woodworker you know, I'm not into, you know, art and painting and stuff like that. So if I wasn't working uh, or, you know, whatever goals I have for the next year are probably going to be focused around um, being really deliberate with family stuff yeah. uh, and, and, and teaching my kids stuff, teaching work ethic, teaching, yeah. um, you know, we're, we're very spiritual family. We're very, um, we focus on church a lot and helping them have that strong foundation is most important to me. But yeah. uh, you know, what, what are some things that I can teach them uh, 
um, as they turn into teenagers and turn into adults. Uh, those are some areas that I really want to look at. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome, man. Yeah. I think uh, <clears throat> for us, you know, as we, as we transition to the next part of our, the next chapter of our lives, we, we get to, you know, as you stated earlier, we get to, um, we get to kind of start over a little bit. You yeah. know, we get to San Antonio, we get, you know, some new goals, a, a new place. So, um, you know, refocus some of our areas we want to get back into you know our, a church home we want to find that it's kind of hard to do overseas yeah um so that's probably one of the challenges living overseas you got to be disciplined in that um so we're looking forward to that yeah, yeah. we're looking forward to that and then reconnecting with people because you got people in san antonio too you know yeah. what i mean yeah that that's the other challenge living overseas is is you know you're on the opposite ends of, of the world you're you're it's seven thirty in the morning here. It's what's five five thirty over there. It's, yeah, yeah. So it's uh, it's tough, but we're looking forward to it. Yeah, yeah. and and then connecting with friends. I mean, we, we, you you and I both have a ton of friends in San Antonio. It's almost yeah. painful when I go up there for work because I have to keep it on the down low sometimes because everyone's like, "Let's go out to dinner. Let's go. Out, mm. Let's go do this." I'm like, ah, yeah. I don't have time. I don't have time. <sighs> yeah. How far are you from San Antonio? About two and a half hours. Oh, okay. That's not yeah. bad. Yeah. And we, I mean, we had lunch a few years ago. Yeah. You, you and yep. the kids and me and the kids and, uh, and, and, uh, Jose and his kids. So that was kind of cool. San so, is that great hub where you can always, you know, connect. When, uh, when I get there, man, let's plan to do a in-person show. That's right. And, uh, bring your equipment and we'll set it up somewhere. Uh, maybe we can do it right on the river walk or something. <laughs> That's right. right. Maybe it might be too noisy, but anyway, yeah, uh, that, that, that should be our goal is, is for us to reconnect. When yeah. Right there. Yeah. I think, I think that's a great idea. I think it's a great idea. And we'll, we'll invite uh, Jovan as well. Yeah. Yeah. Looking, <laughs> looking forward to seeing that. dude. Yeah. I miss talking to that guy. He's one of the, he's one of the challenges I had when I was in California because he and I would get off work at four 30 and we'd stand outside work in the parking lot till five thirty, six o'clock talking about mm -hmm. work. And, yeah. uh, <laughs> yeah. so he wasn't a challenge. It, it, it was just one of those things where he's, he's the same way, you know, so yeah. I think, I think he's the same kind of a uh, cut from the same cloth. You and I are where we enjoy what we do and we yeah. would do it 12, 14 hours a day if we could, but we know family's important and we know um, taking care of the home front and taking care of our being there and, and being present with our, our, our families is super important. And, and I, and I, and I'm happy for you. I know it's, kind of bittersweet in a sense that you're you're leaving a great team but you you get to go home and take advantage of a an opportunity that the air force has given you to to get back with family and yeah and make a difference yep. with them as well and i'll be joining a new team you know yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll get to go and work with a new team in san antonio so that'll be interesting a new dynamic yeah um so i'm looking forward to that as well that's good man that's good and you'll be down the street or up the street, I should say. Yeah. Uh, so uh, we'll, we'll get together, do some stuff in person and uh, keep doing this thing. We're doing taking care of our families, taking care of some llama business, taking yes, care sir. of the nation's business. And um, it's good catching up with you, Frank. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome uh, conversation today. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Good dialogue. We'll, we'll do it again. Absolutely. All right. Well, Sir, I know, uh, I don't know what your plans are. I'm getting ready to go get some supper. You're probably getting ready to go get some breakfast. So uh, with that said, listeners, thank you so much for checking in out the Llama Lounge. Thanks for listening. Thanks for your support. And with that said, llamas are out. Llamas out.
Thanks for tuning in to the Llama Lounge podcast. Be sure to visit the homepage for links to products and services related to this episode. And don't forget to subscribe to the show on your podcast platform of choice. See you next time.